following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. Johnny, I thought Ryan was supposed to be doing this with us today. Look, I've been telling you, I don't think we need guests because of this very reason. We've been waiting for hours, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's already, it, it's already like October, almost Halloween going on now here. Where, where is this guy? I could get into a game of Overwatch 2 quicker than this. <laughs> I could learn how to spell Scooby-Doo quicker than this. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Where's like Brian? It. Oh, hey. Brian! Hey, hey, where where were you? Well, I was, I was sitting in the theater. You know, I was all ready to watch. Let's talk, but no politics, okay? And I was looking around. And I'm like, I'm like, look at all these empty seats. Like, am I, am I early? Am I late? Like, and then I it dawned up. I was at the wrong show. You were, you were. It, it's going to be a mistake there for a while. I know yeah. Apple Podcast has not put up our new logo yet, so. Well, you know, um, even though yeah, I was in the wrong theater, it still felt. Did it? Still felt like like a nice, warm Halloween sweater. Everybody wears Halloween sweaters. That's a thing that the whole world knows about. I want Johnny does that every year. He goes around wearing a Halloween sweater, yelling a hell, shell yeah to everybody. <laughs> shell yeah, dude. <laughs> But come on, let's let's get in here. Let's get this done, and uh, let's check out this great spot. Buddy, where's the spatula? Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company. Spatula City! Seven locations! We're in the yellow pages under spatulas! My, where did you get that lovely spatula? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Nostalgia Funhouse. This is a groundbreaking, very first time we're ever doing this in the with the pop culture court. Johnny came up with this wonderful idea for that, but before- well, let's let's not call it wonderful yet. It could be a glorious train wreck. We I don't know. I think no matter what we do, glorious chain, train wreck or not, it's going to be great. Because as we discussed last episode, we are the host. The, we're the nostalgia factor. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, once again, was like, I'm going to change the name of this show every other week. Is what be if great. every time I end the show, I give it a different name? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the nostalgia zone. Uh, thank you for joining. Oh, geez. <laughs> but yeah, we are definitely, as we discussed, the hostess with the equally mostess or most die. That's right. That's Plural of most, most I, most. Uh, or a planet in Star Wars. We've decided it's one or the other uh, is most I, but we're both this is the hostess with the mostess equally. That's how great of a show we are. But Andrew, for this very special show, do we, we felt split it into we, thirds now? I think we got to split it into thirds. Okay. I think you have the mostest. I also have the mostest. And our special guest, I do believe, also has the mostest. What do you think? I think he has. I, I, I'm willing to give up part of my mostest so we can split our mostest equally and give it to Mr. Brian Finch. Hello. And how very Barry Sanders of you to be handing out all these mostesses so equally. I appreciate it. We just I, we just love handing out most. Yeah. <laughs> But only to the, you're dividing it. the most is I was like, yeah, that's the, yep, I've heard this. I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we never, ever repeat things ever. Never. Uh, hey, we uh, will never... I got something to warn you guys about. Uh, after changing your title, I am now apparently allowed to talk about politics. So. That's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but only Star Wars politics. Yeah. Oh, it's Star okay. Trek. Yeah, it's Star Trek. Those are the only ones that we allow in this job. How do you feel about the Rombulans and the neutrals? <laughs> <laughs> don't get us canceled, Brian. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We don't want the Federation, Romulans, all yeah, that. We don't stuff. need the Federation up our keisters, okay? Yeah. <laughs> They've already been sniffing around. And we don't need it. Well, uh, I but... did my homework and, and watch Star Trek, so I failed you, Andrew. That's oh. all right. It's all right. Well, before we get into the main event, as I like to call it, I think, Andrew, that it's time for a little segment that we call Nostalgia Fix Cash Grab Dis. Couldn't even talk today. It's good what we can't even say. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you say it so I wouldn't fumble it. That's how good of a <laughs> that's how good of a friend I am. <laughs> Here, <laughs> Andrew, the... take this bag and see what yeah. happens with yeah. it. Either you're gonna go great or you're gonna fumble it, and I'm gonna sit here and go, eh. yeah. and I'm gonna look like a million bucks. Yep. <laughs> But we are looking at for nostalgia fix cat or crash grab disc the net new Netflix uh, series blockbuster uh, based on the last blockbuster in the world. Roll that trailer. What? What's that? Oh, we don't. We we're not rolling the trailer. Okay. No. All right. No. Um, so have we all seen at least one episode of this? I've seen one episode. Unfortunately, yes. Brian. Brian. One episode. Okay, all right. So we're all on the same page at the very least. <laughs> yes. All right. Thoughts. Uh, Is that John Krasinski in there? In my house? No. No. In 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 Blockbuster. That's a that's an office joke. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. You didn't look at the camera and make a like a oh. face, so I didn't know oh. you're. <laughs> <laughs> Don Nazi up there with physical yeah. humor. <laughs> you got a Don Nazi me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Don Nazi for me. You know, help me out. Uh, but uh, yeah, so of course, this is a sitcom based in the world of they all work at the last remaining blockbuster, and I guess shenanigans ensue. Uh, you got a, the, the crew that all works there. Uh, guys, we all grew up in the days of blockbuster being a major thing. Anytime I was ever at a blockbuster, I did not ever see this many employees at once. <laughs> no, uh, 
No, not like, at all. Like three, three was a lot. <laughs> Especially <laughs> since this is like the end of the blockbuster whole era. Like, why do you need that many employees at a blockbuster at once? Yeah, yeah, you don't. You don't need that. Many. <laughs> you certainly don't. You never. You never did. Yeah, like three and a manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a Friday night. You know what I mean? And Whatever. the manager's probably in the back, and you never even see him. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, they were button ups the managers. I don't I remember. Picture, yeah, because we don't it. know. I can picture it. Dress shirt, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is a sitcom in the vein of uh, the closest I would put it would be that show Superstore, which I really liked. But uh, this to me was nowhere near that. But I l- like Superstore. I haven't watched it because. I'm not a fan of America Ferrari. So, oh yeah, yeah. And that whole uh her and Noah situation was really annoying to me where I wanted to see more of uh Mark McKinney. Yeah. Um there's a lot of really good characters on there. There's a lot of good supporting characters where you're like the main like the main characters that they just focus around. You're like I don't want to deal with this, but this has that in there with Randall Park's character and uh what's her name? Uh, Melissa, she played Santiago on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, she, which is man. another show that I really like. Brooklyn yes. Nine Nine is very good. So the pedigree behind this actually got me excited. And on top of that, you know, I was like, oh, this is this. There's a lot of fun that could be had here. Just taking the premise of these people working in a dying blockbuster, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. I feel. It, yeah, I was hoping it for more to be like blockbuster in its heyday. Actually, like I felt kind of like let down that it's the last blockbuster and we're going to make a show about it. Cause when I look at it, you could have used any old business. That's true. Situation. Yeah. You, <laughs> we talked about this before. You could have used yeah. circuit city. Yeah. Toys R Us, any old nostalgia store you could have used. And it still would have been exactly the same as this. You just have to tweak the characters personalities a little bit. Like there's all the stereotypic ones, uh, the girl that plays Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's the longtime Clorosh, and then she has a husband that cheats on her, and then she gets back with her. You have the old lady that just is kind of there to be there. You got the young girl in today's world where it's nothing but TikTok, and she's always on her phone. You have the big-time movie buff, and then you got the one girl that's just always kind of screwing things up and just kind of doesn't make any sense kind of comic relief you have the best friend in jb smooth who owns the what is it the like strip mall or the plaza that this blockbuster is in and it's just all these tropes where i feel like there's nothing special in it and then i've i watched a couple episodes and i feel like every single episode is just like what like super mario brothers Super Mario and Luigi Super Mario Brothers, just palette swaps of other TV shows from, oh, no, we're the lax blockbuster. Don't worry. I got everything under control. Oh, no, I need to fire somebody. Who should I fire? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it, but, it's it, but it's it's done. But to me, it felt inferior to those shows. It's trying to that's, be. Yeah, it just yeah. it, feels I didn't, like it just wants to push the blockbuster thing. And that's it. Yeah, I I, I need a comedy. Two things. I. For one, I need to at least have something that makes me laugh at least once in it. Uh, and two, I need at least one or two characters that 
kind of grab me and be like, oh, well, I got I got to keep watching it because I just I like this character. And then maybe that'll lead me to liking some of the other characters because that happens to me a lot. Like, I'll start with one character to stand out for me. Uh, you know, like on The Office is, is a great example, yeah. right? Like, uh, there's a lot of characters on there that really grab me. So I kept watching it and then I ended up pretty much liking the entire cast. Uh, but for me on this show, and this show does have actors I like. Like, I like that woman from, uh, uh, I'm about said Reno Dublin one, from, uh, <laughs> Cop Show. Comedy yeah, cop like show. comedy cop show. Uh, I like her. I mean, I like the, the lead. I, I like him. Randall Park, yeah. Yeah, but it's just, but like their characters just they're... felt very, eh, very there, kind of like they're just there. Nothing really pop for me for any of the supporting ones and i really wanted somebody to because i was like well maybe this would be a new fun comedy for me to watch but i watched one full episode and i'm totally fine with just watching that one full episode what about you brian (laughs) no i'm not going back for a second Uh, i put it on while i was eating something i was like i gotta watch something and it was one of those things suggested on that and i almost didn't click on it for one reason i'm like so wait a minute you went and you made a documentary about the last blockbuster ever and it's your Netflix own produced documentary. And then you're going to make a sitcom based on your own thing. Nah, dude, that's not cool. Like I literally looked at them like, that's kind of lame. Like I don't like that at all. Like, isn't it, isn't it kind of like, Hey, we, we murdered this thing and never going to dance on its grave. <laughs> it is like that too. Yeah. Well, it's like, it was almost testing the water. Cause the documentary was good about the last Block, yeah, block. It, it's a good documentary. If yeah. we ever did that, that's a, that's one hundred percent nostalgia fix on what's going on. And then they were like, "Listen, wonder if we did a sitcom on it." And somebody was like, "Yeah, let's greenlight this." And we could put in a lot of little meta jokes about Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right away, they get that one guy who was like, "Oh, sorry, I was watching Netflix." Yeah, like immediately within the first three minutes. Yeah, it just mentioned right away. Like, uh, no, like no sub. I do too. I I think he's a good actor. I don't think he's, I don't think he's right for this role. I don't even know if I want this role. Like, I don't (laughs) even know if I want this show. Like I'm in a weird place with it where it's like, I didn't want this. Then you made it. So I've tried to watch it and I got through it and I went, no, I don't think I want to go back. Uh, I don't know that girl, but I love JB smooth and almost everything he does, but he's going (laughs) to have such a fit role that I don't see him saving it anyways. It's not, it's not worth tuning in for. That would be basically like tuning in for only Brian Cranston's semi-returning character on Seinfeld. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't, I can't do that. Like, yeah, he was amazing as that dentist in Seinfeld, but I'm not tuning in and and more, maybe more similar for JB smooth, his role on curb. I'm not going to turn into tune into curb just to catch a JB smooth episode. Yeah, so, someone had put it on YouTube, like just little clips of him all put together from one show. They do that all the time on there. Yeah. So you don't so. have to watch it then. I think we all are kind of in agreement here. Yeah, with this, this, it sounds like. It's it's just, I feel like I've watched the, the three episodes I've watched. I've seen them all before, and they didn't add anything to them. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I mean, I only watched the first one, and I could have told you that. <laughs> and I just uh, seen it all before. Well, I let things run. <laughs> as i'm I'm editing so it just kind of like runs in the background and this is one time where it was running and then all of a sudden it just was annoying me and not distracting me in a good way and not giving me any ideas for this show or anything else so i was like you know what it's gotta go i would rather watch hercules in new york with (laughs) 
the most broken English Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was that the first movie he did? I think it was yeah. one of the first ones, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I even turned that off. Well, I had to go do something. That's why I turned that off. But I'd like to go back to it. <laughs> but I would rather watch that than sit through another episode of Blockbuster. Because I just feel like I... I'd rather almost watch the ghost of Mr. Chicken than watch this. Oh, I'm torturing yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Torture is better than what yeah. I saw. <laughs> Just staring at the three ninety nine at the bottom. Was Randall Park in, uh, <laughs> was Randall Park on uh last man on earth? Was he? I don't know. I know he, I love that show. I can't remember if he was on there or not. I'm so mad that they just like ended that. That, yeah, if any show deserved an ending, it was literally that one. <laughs> so, I was mad that they did more than one season. I thought they should have just left it at one season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get too much worse, or anything. they didn't ruin themselves. But I really thought it would have been really fun, just one episode of him just doing the most nonsensical bull crap you can think of when no one else is around. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. He so, was not. It doesn't look like he was. Okay. I'm trying to. I mean, I know he's on that one episode of The Office where they pranked, they pranked Dwight like usual. Yeah. But it's with him acting like he's Jim. It's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, he's a MCU and D. Is it DCEU or DCU actor now? Now crossing over. He was also in the Paw Patrol movie. That's huge. Oh, that is huge. I, I can't go any farther than that. I mean, that's just. That's I put that a step below Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al. Yeah, well, I'm going to put most things a step below that, in fairness. That is the greatest acting performance I've ever seen. Yeah, if he doesn't win awards for that, I'm going to be very upset. I, uh, Me too. And what he's saying, he's saying just like Weird Al, guys. That was the craziest thing in the world. <laughs> what is this Gremlin? He's going to be in the Gremlin series? I'm glad I looked this up. It says he's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Because he according, played... according to old Google. 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 He does a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like he's an actor or something. It's really weird. Well, like a popular. He was on Hell's Kitchen. Oh, man. Hex Kitchen, if you're religious like me. <laughs> Johnny, go to the Patreon and see how really <laughs> religious Johnny is in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Please do not have children around. But <laughs> let's just go around the corner real quick. Brian, nostalgia fix, cash grab this. What do you get? Oh, big cash grab this. Yeah. Johnny. Same thing. Giant cash grab this. I feel no need to go back and watch any more of it. I'm done with it, and it's just a crash. Cash grab this. I'm, it can be a crash too. I think it is a crash. <laughs> it is. It crashed in Bernard. Yeah. Uh but Johnny, take it away for our main event, as you called it. I love that. Michael Buffer. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Johnny is Johnny is way better than Michael Buffer. He is on the lover level of one, Mr. Howard Finkel, if I'm gonna say it in an announcer. And I'm much cheaper too. I'm not gonna charge you five grand every time just <laughs> yeah. to say one sentence. Uh yeah, we're gonna start a series where we're gonna take something in pop culture to court, something that maybe should have went to court in the first place if the said thing had happened. And with this being November, this is a great time for us to dive into the world of Home Alone and Home Alone 2, uh, the, the beloved 
holiday classics. They're must-watches for me right after Thanksgiving. I gotta see them. They're literally already playing on TV now, so uh, this is a great time for this. And what's going to happen here is uh, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to be on the side of the bandits, the wet slash sticky bandits, and we're going to try to prosecute Sue to, to get some sort of uh, something out of all the abuse that Kevin McAllister uh, put upon them. And that's where Andrew comes in. He's going to represent Kevin McAllister. I am not representing Kevin McAllister. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to leave once this starts. Uh, uh, well, good, who, did, who did you get? Good friend and co-host of the Nostalgia Factor that you can catch on our Patreon. Uh, Gordon Hackensack is going oh, yeah, to represent. Yeah. He went to, uh, he got his law degree from Niagara Community College. So I'm yeah. pretty sure he's going to be really great there. Oh, okay. Oh, well, oh, wait a minute. What's this? What's this? Co- oh, oh, guys, I just remembered I got something to do as well. So taking my place, thankfully, he was behind me and ready to go. I got Jeffrey Mellencamper of the Nostalgia Factor representing the bandits themselves. And what's even better, Brian, I know you got to leave, right? Yeah, it's weird that you only had me come on for this short little bit. But uh, I mean, if you guys are out, I'm out. So yeah, yeah so- your, your twin brother or something's coming on. Uh, he's actually a uh, second nephew. Uh, his second, my second nephew's neighbor's uh, son. Okay, what's what's his name? Uh, starts with a B, right? It's weird. Uh, he's also a Finch, Barney Finch. Barney. Ah. The whole town's Finches. It's weird. It's a Western New York for you. <laughs> Just yeah. a bunch of Finches. Just you ever watch Lazy Saddles? <laughs> Literally nothing. They're everything like. I'm surrounded by Finches. <laughs> Why did I think of kicking and screaming when the minute he said, "We're it's just a bunch of Finches." <laughs> <laughs> sons of finches uh, so <laughs> so stay tuned for that court case uh we hope you enjoy and here we go all right the honorable judge barney finch residing you may be seated Welcome, everyone. First, I know this is a difficult time for all of us, so I respect or I expect all of you to handle yourselves with respect and modesty, and we're out well represented. And after saying that, prosecution, after you. Thank you, Your Honor. It's a pleasure to be here in front of the court today. I am the. Uh, I am. I am kind of famous. Let's just get this out of the way. I am a co-host of the uh, Nostalgia Factor. I am Jeffrey Mellencamper, and I'm here to represent these two fine citizens, uh, the wet bandits, what, what, the sticky, sticky bandits, sticky bandits, sticky bandits themselves, Harry and Marv. Now, they, as you can see, are not in the best shape. They've been beaten and they've been literally set on fire, and we are here to get what they deserve. I am not going to sit here and tell you that they're great citizens. They've made mistakes, right? But who here hasn't? Sure, they tried to murder a child. Who who here hasn't? I ask you. But we're here to right a severe wrong, Your Honor, and I can't wait to prove this without a shadow of a doubt that that young man over there, Kevin McAllister, is a monster and does not 
Nay, I say society is better off with him behind bars one way or the other. Defense, your opening statement, please. Well, Your Honor, once again, you may know me, Gordon Hackensack, co-host of the Nostalgia Factor. I'm here to show that Kevin McAllister was within his legal rights to do what he did. This young boy was home alone. Parents, millions. Objection. Objection. Overruled. Damn it. I don't think you can object to an opening statement. But he just wanted to say the name of the movie. I I cannot help it if the situation reflects the name of the movie. Nobody wants to hear the name of the movie in the movie. What do you want me to say? He was home without parents. Is that happy? Sustained. Home without legal supervision due to who should really be on trial here. His parents for... Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> for negligence against this child. This child, all of 8 to 10 years old, depending on which situation we're looking at, is at home scared, just wanting his family to be there on Christmas, wondering if Santa Claus is still going to visit his house, even though his parents are thousands of miles in another country. This is what he is. He is scared, and these two known criminal adults attack his home after stalking him, stalking his family. And everything else. He was within his well legal rights to take control of the situation and protect him, not only himself, but his home. Well said, both of you. Your, your honor, your yes. honor, real quick. I also would like to move that we trial Kevin McAllister, no matter how old he is, as an adult. I object to that. The sir, the situation calls for it. You will be. You will see. As I, I have a whole list here of things that happened to my to my clients, Your Honor, and you will see that we are well within our rights to say that this so-called child is no child at all. Well, we have accepted all of the evidence, all the testimonies. We have all read them, and I have ruled that, especially because he spent so much time just living by himself, like getting his own meals, going grocery shopping, all that stuff. Dude's an adult. Um, um, he's an adult and shall be charged as one. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. But he bought the army men for the kids. He's a good dad. Your Honor, I have here in front of me a list of all the injuries that my clients suffered at the hands of one Kevin McAllister. If you would just bear with me, they slipped on ice. They could have broken a pelvis. There was a nail gun. The doorknob was heated and on fire. One of them literally got an iron falling from the sky onto their face. There was a nail on the steps they stepped on. Ornaments just strolling across the floor and small toys. Paint cans that legit caused a, a, a dental mishap. There's a giant spider for some reason. When they're on the rope, this, I don't even want to say child or adult, this thing cuts the rope that they're on. And I didn't even mention the blowtorch, Your Honor. And that's just the first time. And then this thing stalks them to a whole nother city. My clients get out of prison and they make it to New York City for a fresh start. And who also happens to be there, but one Kevin McAllister himself. 
again you, without sir, his family. I must, I must I must interrupt you, sir. Did you acknowledge the fact that they broke out? I was just gonna bring that up that they did break out of jail <laughs> to get to New York City. They needed a fresh start. Fair. Continue. They needed a fresh start, and they did this even though they knew they were going to miss the gift-giving part of prison, which everybody knows is the best part where they give out the gifts. So they get to New York, and they want to make this fresh start, and lo and behold, their stalker is there following their every move. Listen to this. This is this is, gets even worse. He throws bricks at them and hits them multiple times with these bricks. He electrocutes one of them to the point where you can see his bones, Your Honor. I, you can see his skull. Bags of concrete are thrown at these poor individuals. He throws a toolbox down the steps, breaking their noses. There's a metal bar on a rope that he hits them with. And then again, I guess because he got tired of cutting the rope they're on, he lights this rope on fire, Your Honor. Lights it on fire. And on top of that, he makes sure, Your Honor, that pigeons, the rats of the sky, hover them and bite them and peck at them. It's a miracle upon miracle that my clients are even able to physically be here today. Well, they look so snazzy in their orange jumpsuits. They should be dead, Your Honor. They should be dead. Well said. Well said. Defense? Your Honor, like I said before, they stalked a little boy. They kidnapped him in in New York as well. Objection, Your Honor. It's clearly stated that they were already in New York and had no idea that this thing was there as well. But when they did see him, they did grab him, snatch him up, and hold him with force under against Kevin's will. He and just then what did he do? What did he do? He had them punched by some beautiful woman. He had to to, to get out of the situation. We would have. We all- don't know what they were going to do. They could have been just said, "Hey, let's go have a party." Oh, they and- were going to cut off his fingers one by one. I do. No, know. they had learned their lesson. Point in one of the movies, they were yep. going to cause physical, bodily harm to this small child. Objection, Your Honor. This is just uh, just him just guessing at this. We never actually see them do any sort of bodily harm to this well, child. Well, sir, I will I will have to say that unfortunately you're incorrect. We do have the testimony here uh, from said woman that had their but her buttocks uh, smacked. She says, quote, the man grabbed me. And at that time, I saw a little boy who seemed to be being guarded by the men. And it felt like he was in danger, end quote. Your Honor, they didn't even grab her buttocks. If anything, we should put this child on trial for sexual harassment. I think he was just doing what he did. Also, oh, is that how we're going to explain this boy, this boy should be a hero. A hero? This boy should all be right, all right, all a right. hero in the about. eyes. Okay, okay go, ahead, go what, ahead, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I apologize. Because of what he did, because of what he did by saving the child the children's hospital holiday fund that was being donated and your clients were hiding out in the toy store to steal that money for their own personal use have jackson your honor there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a good christmas and a happy hanukkah sustained your clients just wanted to steal well, Kevin recognized the problem and he 
executed a plan to help save Christmas for many, many, many sick children down at the Children's Hospital. Well, as a uh, Illinois judge, unfortunately, uh, all testimony and evidence coming from New York City um, will not be able to be counted. That will be in a separate trial at a later date uh, when they re- uh, extricate the prisoners. Harry and Marv. <laughs> Harry, yeah, definitely Harry and Marv. Everyone's all Look at him. Orange jumpsuits. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> the men in the orange jumpsuits, they'll go face their charges in New York City mm-hmm. at a separate time. So from, from here on out, I will no longer hear any more testimony resolving on the New York City uh, evidence, but it, it shall all be taken into account. Do, are we in agreement? Yes, sir, Your Honor. Yes, sir. Your Honor, I have here... I have here a, 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 a just a document that proves that Kevin McAllister is also a thief. He's a thief. This is He's... new evidence. Let me see it. There you go. It's written in crayon. <laughs> Has a few smudges. That, that's all I had. I've, I had a cheeseburger. Okay. While I was, all I had was a crayon. Sorry, sorry about that. But it says there, Your Honor, as you can tell, you that go. thank you, thank you, that Kevin McAllister stole a toothbrush. He just ran right out with it and evaded police, Your Honor. You saw it's right there, all in beautiful crayon and ketchup writing, that he is a thief. And he's sitting here calling my clients' names. Uh, that's a somebody, that's a thief calling a thief. I don't think so, Your Honor. I don't think so. My client was spooked in the drugstore by a neighbor where by prejudice by the man down the street that his brother told some tall tales about. He was spooked. He was not aware of the situation. Afterwards, they became good friends. Uh, my client said he did try to pay restitution to the drugstore. Well, that is that is that is not true, Your Honor. That is just simply not true. Well, uh, that is neither here nor there, but we do have sworn um, testimony given prior to the date of the the court case here, and uh, it is from the cashier um, as well as the owner of the store, and they have waived all future and present charges against Kevin McAllister, and there uh, shall be no ramifications, nor shall we take this into character assessment. But, but your honor, if I may, this may oh, man, he's a thief. He's a no good thief. Shot down again, buddy. My client, okay, was going under what in the state of Illinois calls the castle doctrine, which means it's different than a stand your ground law. This means that if somebody is violently trying to get into your home, like your clients were you are allowed to use you are allowed to use force up to physical deadly force to protect yourself and the way on our objection as long it's, as not, they, it's not fair that the defense actually looked up legal terms before this case actually i'm learning something here so if you could not interrupt them that would be great so uh, actually I'm, let me get my crayon i gotta write some notes so carry on. what's important to note when using uh deadly force to defend your dwelling it must meet one of two conditions the entry 
is made in a violent or rigorous or tremendous manner and the person reasonably believes deadly force is necessary to prevent the assault or violence to someone in the dwelling, which it was, they were stalking this out. What would they have done to that young boy by himself? He had no other choice to fight back. Your honor. And this, these so-called entrances were already built up with some terrible contraptions that would cause bodily harm to nobody to no matter who came to that front door and on top of this i also have here and this time it's in blue crayon i have here uh, another statement from a pizza delivery boy who says that shots were fired at him at this very same house uh, around this time when he was just trying to deliver a pizza kevin did pay for that pizza and it was a childhood childish prank that he played with firecrackers and a video but also number two there's one of these two need to be met a person believes that deadly force is necessary to prevent a felony in that dwelling they wanted to go into that house to rob it now did you see that house objection that's not gonna by the time they rob that thing they're not gonna come out with enough cash and jewels and everything else for the robbery robbery to be considered a felony. They just wanted to check the plumbing, your honor. They were called the wet bandits after all. Also, as we stated before, Marv, no, Harry. Was he, can't also, even get, he can't even keep my clients straight, your honor. He can't even keep them straight. Harry, with his gold tooth being knocked out, was the reason why Kevin remembered. And Harry was also impersonating a police officer while stalking out that house. There's no evidence that suggests that Harry did not also happen to be a police officer. We actually have home security tapes from that night, and it has been proven that he was, in fact, uh, impersonating a police officer. So we're Because that's who he looked up to, Your Honor. He looked up to the police. Respectable. It's very respectable. But I look up to I, Johnny Townsend. doesn't mean I get to go around dressing like him all the time. You should. Well, it's actually illegal to walk around with no pants on. That's why, but it's very freeing, or so I've heard. But that is that's why Winnie the Pooh does it. This is this under the castle doctrine. I believe my client Kevin McAllister is percent innocent, not guilty. Should walk away because he was just defending himself under Illinois state law. But when does defending become excessive, Your Honor? Everything he did is excessive. He only needed to do one or two things, and that would have been the end of it. But no, he had to add it on top of the. I, I mean, he again nail gun. He heated the. There was an iron. He put nails on the steps. Paint cans were thrown at him. There's a blowtorch. And did I mention there's a giant spider involved here? Can we talk about your client? Just not your clients. Maybe should have just walked away once the M was burned into his hand. How could they walk away? They've already been terribly injured. Well, in that case, they would have been able to do it because that was all outside of the dwelling if they would have walked away. But since they kept on trying to, as it states, violently enter the home and keep on getting into the home, that is why Kevin felt like deadly force needed to be used. I ask you who's more violent here. My two poor clients over here who can barely walk in just, I mean, just look at them or 
Kevin McAllister over here, who again, and I will be bringing charges up against the parents at some point, is a human monster in form of a child. Kevin was just a small frightened boy that did what he had to do to protect himself. There's nothing innocent about that child. And his family home. You all made excellent statements. And I think it is time to hear from the defendants themselves. They re- wish to remind you on it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Well, actually, Yoder, I have here. They've written it. It's a little tougher to read. It's in yellow sorry, crayon. I couldn't, I couldn't hear the, the paper. Oh, sorry. Let me let me get this paper again. Okay, there it is. Yes, yes. It's in yellow crayon this time, so it's a little tougher to It'd read. Be very but... hard to read, yes. Um, but I'll try my best. I, I, I know. Again, my, my clients have been hit in the head a lot, Your Honor. Yes. A lot of head injuries, and we know way more about CTE now, uh, and that should also be taken into account with uh, what the what Kevin McAllister has done. Um, <clears throat> my clients have not only been model prisoners, Your Honor, they have, uh, they're beloved in prison. Uh, they are model citizens behind bars. And in fact, are due to be released very soon because of this. But they're scared, Your Honor. They're scared because they know that once they get out, there's a good chance that Kevin McAllister will follow them wherever they go, just like he followed them uh, out of Illinois that one time. It's uh, it's ridiculous, and they're very, very scared, and they fear for their life. Uh, it's They're not mincing words here. Your Honor, they're they're literally afraid for their life. Very strong statement, defense. Your Honor, I just stand by once again that Kevin McAllister was a scared, frightened little boy with two adults coming after him. Put yourself in his situation. Your parents are a thousand miles away in another country. You are all by yourself. You believe one of your neighbors is an axe murderer that stuffs dead bodies into a trash can with salt. You have nobody. You have to do what you have to do to get food and everything else. And during all this time, you have these two men stalking you, wanting to take what your family has worked so hard for, what your father and your mother provided to you and destroy everything that your family has built up. Why not defend your property, your family's honor and everything else. And like I mentioned before, the castle doctrine spells it all out. Your honor, this, this client doesn't even like his own family. The second they were gone, not only did he celebrate, but when they were there, he said he wished they weren't there at all. Uh, when he saw what his brother's girlfriend looked like, he reacted in a very negative manner, Your Honor. Uh, there's all kinds of signs of here of this this human or whatever he is doesn't even like his own family. Uh, I, why, just because he's young, uh, let's not look at him because he looks innocent. There's been, in the history of of the court and of the United States, Your Honor, there have been plenty of cases in which someone who looks young and innocent was anything but. Very strong. The Menendez brothers. 
Okay, okay. But he did love his family when they came back. He realized the error of his ways. Or I, did he? Because right after that, what it happened again. For your clients. I, I believe you have both represented your clients very well. I will take all of your statements and the evidence, and I will go deliberate, and I will come back with a final ruling. Oh, well, I think we did pretty good here, guys. I don't know about you. I think we're going to win this case. Um, Yeah, uh, this has been pretty great for me. This is my first case ever, and I'm pretty sure that that guy across from there, I mean, I literally do a show with him. This was his first case, too, so I wouldn't worry too much about this, boys. Don't worry, Kevin. Don't worry, Ked. Slugger over there. Good old Gordon's gotcha. Uh, Gordon. Oh, man. Hard to believe we got to do a show after this. <laughs> All rise. <clears throat> Defendants. Prosecution. Taking into consideration the evidence laid out. Taking into consideration the statements made today. It is well within our rights in the Illinois state law that we find Kevin McAllister not guilty. Oh. But we believe that they are owed some retribution. So instead, I will offer two tickets to the movies. Your Honor, my clients won't we'll pass. What, what, what movie? Your, your, your Honor. Well, it's up to their choosing, but I've heard um, the movie Home Alone is quite delightful. They want to see Home Alone 5. <laughs> I heard Mac and Me's playing at the cheap show. Hey, Mac and Me, <laughs> what are we doing here? With their final five years of incarceration, the defendants are also ordered to stop nicknaming themselves something bandit and to come up with something literally anything else. Because Your Honor, they, they've requested at this time to be referred to as the sad bandits. Denied. Sorry, sorry, fellas. Robbers, pirates. No, actually, pirates is quite in right now. I would hop on the pirate train. <laughs> Sticky you pirates, guys... you can roll that back again. It's fine. It's all good. Wet pirates. <laughs> the wet pirates. From here on out, they shall be known as the wet pirates. Yar. Kevin, you, you're free to go. But unfortunately for you, defendant, your clients shall appear in New York State to face even more nonsense. And I will be there to put your client in jail. <laughs> I have so many witnesses lined up that this hotel on its own, I'm even going to get a former president <laughs> who showed him how to even get around in that hotel. I got so many lined up, you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> we'll see you in New York. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> Wait, we're doing the show right after this, right? Uh, Yeah, we still got to do a couple more. Okay, good, good. Thank goodness, all right. Well, at least we agree on there. Well, that's been a pop culture court. Uh, we've found our sentence. Let's go down real quick and interview uh, the judge real quick uh, about his ruling today. Uh, judge Barney Finch, what ultimately drew you to the conclusion that you reached? After hearing the uh, statements from all attorneys today, 
and from the defendant himself as well as uh, the prosecution. I believe that uh, the case could be made that if you never entered a house not belonging to yourself, you would never be shot by the person that lives in the house, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I, I I'm guess. not a very good judge. <laughs> you heard it here first. He's not a very good judge. <laughs> but we got to go by what he said. So let's go down to the uh, the, the 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 defending attorney here. Uh, sir, sir, uh, can I get a moment of your time? Yeah, yeah, sure. Make it make it quick there. Uh, yeah, I know you got another show to do. Uh, are you? I'm assuming you're very happy with the outcome of today's trial. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm happy for my client. That it shows that this young man is a good citizen, a good kid, and was just doing what he should do. And many young men should look up to him today. That he took defending his family home into his own hands, and that's he's he's very long on guts to do that as an eight year old boy. Yeah, very long on guts. That's a sentence that's often used. A very long on guts indeed. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Uh, I was going to interview the prosecutor, but he's in a bathroom with intense diarrhea, having lost. Uh, yeah, that's Apparently, that's his reaction. When he loses a case, he just can't hold it in anymore. Uh, but uh, thank you for watching this episode of Pop Culture Court. Wow, guys. That was... I, I don't I can't wait to find out what happens in that pop culture court because yeah me me too it's gonna be exciting some reason my voice feels a little gravelly I don't know why uh but uh yeah I can't wait to find that out I mean let's just go around real quick you know we know what the case is who which side are you pulling for Brian. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be as impartial as I can um, yeah really I'm just hoping everyone has a good time out there. And uh, you know, every that's the goal here. You you want to you would just want to you don't no one wins or loses today. We all just have a good time, right? Yeah, that happens in every court case. Yep. No one wins or loses. We just have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pulling for the bandits. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> I heard that in the OJ trial too, as a kid. So Gino was like, just as long as everybody's having yeah. a good time. Wasn't that like Judge Eno's opening statement? Yeah, for you know, like a murder trial. <laughs> Listen, everybody, as long as we're all gonna have a good time, <laughs> there's no winners or losers. As long yeah. as we have a good time, you just hear Kato Kalen in the back, just yelling. And Brown family. Yeah, Kato Kalen's in the back going, "I am having a great time. This is awesome. <laughs> I don't deserve half this this celebrity status I'm getting right now." <laughs> a lot of people got famous off that. Yeah, I mean. Good gosh, uh, you know, I wanted a Bronco ever since. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I did like Ford Broncos, but that was well before that when I was a kid. I don't know why. Uh, but, yeah, so I can't, we can't wait to watch that. But this has been this episode of the Nostalgia Fun, Fun House. House. There, I knew what it was. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Brian Finch, tell the good people where they can listen to you at or find you, whichever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, stay on the app that you're listening to uh, this show with right now and uh, just go ahead and type in uh, Crafting and Drafting, uh, a bi-weekly draft topic silliness show. 
and it got really nuts the last episode uh, when we had you fine folk from the Nostalgia Funhouse on. Uh, keeping Johnny up past his bedtime is a excellent strategy I will try and utilize in a future date. <laughs> I think we got good content there. Um, check out my monthly ep- um, podcast with my good buddies. Um, it's a six-person panel uh, discussing music, and it's called the Out of Tune Podcast. And then, of course, Two Point Conversation, the Two Point Conversation, uh, where I'm appearing on twice a week now. Um, Matt Matt's semi-retired, and I somehow got a promotion. I don't know what happened, but uh, I'm I'm on twice a week now doing the college show. And uh, I am doing the uh, discussion topics with Derek Joss. So. Congratulations. Good job still. <laughs> I kind of got like wished in my future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Look, you picked up a, a, a an okay co-host. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, you're going to be, well, I mean, you're going to be starting a sports show ourselves, aren't we, Andrew? Yeah, it's actually already out. The Retroactive Sports Podcast discussing mm-hmm. sports history. I think it's a great blend of me and Johnny of just sports history. And Johnny likes the creepier sides of sports history as well. So we're going to get into a lot of that stuff. And just a lot of great stories about players, situations, and everything else. And all told, deadpan, completely serious. Uh, no jokes are allowed on that show. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> I'm on there. Uh, Brian was actually a guest on there on our very first episode. Yep. So make sure you check that out. We very much appreciate it. Uh, and please, I know last time it sounded like Andrew and I were just begging you to join our uh, our <laughs> our Patreon. And I and I tell you that that's absolutely true. We're, we're, <laughs> we're absolutely for just a dollar, for just a dollar a month, you're getting all this incredible, uh, exclusive content, including the Nostalgia Factor. So make sure you check that out. It's uh, the very first episode of Nostalgia Factor is about uh, these two hosts. Uh, you know. Uh, that you may hear on this episode, even as lawyers, I don't know, but these two hosts uh, bring up a topic and they decide things like super Mario brothers. Are they really, truly super or are they just high on mushrooms? You'll find out on that episode of the nostalgia factor. Once one a week, there's quite a bit out there. So they're going to be premiering once a week for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Transformers. Are they really more than meets the eye? Yeah, Ghostbusters, uh, I tried calling them, and guess what? They didn't answer. So we're going to find all these things. Uh, and uh, we just need, see, it's a dollar. God, i got to do this math. Right, so there's two of us. It's a dollar, and we need eight bucks for the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Oh, God, how do we, what do we need? Well, we need some people to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> so we can afford the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. That's going to be our big swan song whenever we're able to actually afford and review the Ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> Is that going to be us jumping the shark there, too? That's going to be our Fawns moment where we jump the shark, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, so thank you for listening. We appreciate all of y'all. Yes. And uh, a big a big shout-out to Brian for helping us out here. Yep. Uh, oh, my pleasure. That was a blast. I mean, I can't wait to hear the fun someone else had. Yeah, and Andrew, I think next time on this show, uh, I don't we promise you we don't know how 
but we will force Barney into it one way or the other. <laughs> we're looking for a way to get Barney or a Barney centric thing going. Yeah, we're going to do it. We kind of just tripped into this. This was not planned. This is just pure coincidence. But check out uh, the Nostalgia Funhouse Facebook page, YouTube channel, like like we've mentioned a million times, the Patreon. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Objection!